Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. Look, um, once again, not your average intro. I don't even know what my average intro is. I really don't. But what I do know is how much I love you all for being here with me. I do appreciate that. Like, you have no idea. If you guys could see, like, the hand movements I make when I do the intros and the outros, it's kind of comical because I'm very, very animated. But, um... Yeah, so thanks for thanks for joining in. Uh, appreciate it. I hope you're quarantined because pretty much the world has um, stopped is going well. I really do. I hope that you're healthy and safe uh, because this uh, is like crazy, right? I'm not going to curse because this is a PG podcast. Sometimes we get a little PG-13, but uh, no, this, this podcast, this is a great podcast. Um, this huge podcast. All right, um, I don't really know what to say. You know, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Harrison Barron. Thank you guys so much for coming to check this thing out. If you guys want to check out the podcast or where you can find anything going on in the podcast, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com, social media, Instagram, BrutallyHonestPodcast. Uh, I'm significantly more active on my personal stuff, Harrison underscore Barron, just because I think about it more. And honestly, between the business I run and running a bunch of accounts for all these different companies, it is a lot of work. Um... So, yeah, that's pretty much all of that. Uh, it's been pretty cool, this whole thing going on. Uh, lots of interesting stuff happening uh, with my company. Um, really good stuff for the most part, even though COVID's here and really kind of sucks and it just sucks. But uh, I really hope that you and your families are healthy and safe. If you guys want to find out what I've been working on lately, harrisonbarron.com. I have my own website now. I'm teaching LinkedIn and sales and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's that's... That's me. That's my life. That's everything that's been going on. It's been a heck of a ride lately. I just really do hope that, one, this podcast helps make your day a little better, right? That is, like, literally my goal. I hope this podcast makes your day just that much better because now is the time that we probably all need it most. So, right off the bat, that is numero uno. Number dos, uh, I'm getting back to publishing once a week, minimum. Um, you know, I, I have a lot in the bank, which is cool. Uh, it's actually working out in my favor because I can't do a per podcast in person uh, because of this whole thing, although I may have done one. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm dying here. Talking so fast. I'm from New York. This is how we talk. It's actually like 10 o'clock at night when I'm publishing. Um, yeah, it's like 10 o'clock at night when I'm publishing this, but this thing was recorded a while back, so... Um, some of the information uh, may be slightly off just because of when this was recorded uh, a couple months ago, but I've just been crazy. The, like I said, the studio's been crazy. I've been crazy. My life has been crazy, so I really do apologize, but I'm getting back into the habit of things. I'm just trying to grab as many podcasts as I can and publish them um, when I when I get a chance, but it's just work has been nuts. Work has been nuts. Um, but yeah. Look, moral of the story is, if I hope that you, your family, your friends are safe and healthy. I hope this podcast makes your day a little bit better. I I would love if you subscribed. I'd love if you told somebody about it. I'd love if you uh, if you played it for your dog, right? Your dog would probably love this. Cats, uh, not a fan of cats, but dogs, I feel like a dog would love this show. So if you have a dog, hang out with him, drink a beer, give him some, you know, a treat or two, and uh, let him listen to the podcast too. He might have a blast. So that's it. We're getting into it right now. Please welcome my guest, Kelty McGuire. By the way, fun fact, she is literally my furthest guest. Uh, scratch that. She, yeah, no, I think she might be, with the exception of Andrew, but I recorded this before Andrew's, but Andrew's got released first. Don't ask me how this all happened, but that's how this happened. Uh, but otherwise, she was my farthest guest. But I would still consider her one of my farthest guests. Between Andrew and her, it's... It's probably like a tie from Long Island. Regardless, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this one as much as I do. I love you guys, and I'll see you guys in the show. All right, we're in. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So, tell people where you're from, because even though you're not in person, I would say that you're the farthest guest I've ever had. I was wondering about that. I, I take pride in that. Yeah, so, well, I'm from Canada. However, I'm coming to you right now from beautiful Munich, Germany. 
Okay. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say as of right now, I'm pretty sure you're the farthest podcast. There might be one in Australia coming in soon. Okay. Right. Well, tra- you will hold the title that. right now. I, I know I have to keep the title. I'm like, this person's out. <laughs> I, I, it is my goal now to sabotage that. So I am number one mm-hmm. in furthest distance. Um, so welcome to the show. Thanks for, uh, Thank thanks for joining me on the call. I see that interesting plug that you guys have. It's just weird seeing that to your right back right where the you have the oh i was i was thinking when when you say plug i'm thinking like plug for a product like a marketing plug or a sales plug oh no Um, this plug yeah well i mean things look different here in germany so i know outlets are not the same as we have in north america i know i know um all right cool (laughs) so uh give people a rundown of what you do and and how you do all these things so people know uh you know at least have a base idea of what we're going to be getting into. Yeah. And how they can find me and all that. Okay, cool. So I am a clarity coach and that means that I help business owners predominantly as well as professionals get greater clarity and direction in their businesses and lives. And I help people not only figure out what it is they want and where it is they're going, but how they're actually going to get there. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of like the long and short of it. And I, I predominantly work with clients one-on-one and, you know, over kind of a longer term period because clarity is a process that takes time to uncover. And uh, of course, once you have the aha moment in terms of the direction you want to go as it relates to a particular situation or broadly speaking, then you need to actually take action and do something about it. So, Sure. The So I guess what is, how, explain to me the clarity process, right? Because um, actually, ironically enough, the person I had before you was a coach, but she was a love coach. So, okay. uh, very interesting. So I'm curious to see the similarities and differences between the two processes, um, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So in terms of the process itself and how we work with people, like coaching traditionally is really centered around asking people questions and helping them uncover their own knowledge and truth. Um, what I do, I would say is a bit of a hybrid approach. So yes, I coach people and I do believe that it's more impactful for people to be able to come to realizations themselves. That said, I also take my background in sales, marketing, and having run my own two businesses to deliver you know, insights and ideas to people. The clarity comes in because I believe specifically as business owners, a lot of us have confusion in terms of who it is we want to serve, where it is we're going, how we're going to get there. Um, you know, I think it's normal for us to all question what it is we want to be when we grow up, even if we are grownups. <laughs> uh, I will never grow up. You will never grow up. Good. So you're going to be constantly asking that question. But you know, and the fact is most of us, we have like various professions and callings and um, periods of time in our lives where we are, we're making a pivot, we're making a change. And oftentimes we get confused and we aren't clear on where it is we're going. So I help people get that clarity um, kind of in all different areas of their lives. Certainly it can relate to love. It could relate to love, but for the most part, it's looking at, you know, how is my business situated within my life? What is it I want for myself? Broadly speaking, in terms of, you know, how I want to spend my time, what what are my values? What am I going towards? And then how does my business fit in with that? I gotcha. I gotcha. So typically when uh, a customer or client, I should say, finds you, what are they, do they realize that there's, they're looking for something different than they thought they were looking for? Or like, what is that process yeah. when they go in and say, you know, I say to you, Hey, uh, I want to make, um, I don't know. Let's just say I want to make a million dollars in my business. Right. But I yeah. don't know where to go. What do, yeah. What does that process look like? Well, I usually take a step back. And so if we want to use that as an example, or, you know, I've had clients come to me and say, you know, I want to grow, I want to scale. How do I do that? I think it's really first about getting clear on, okay, so this million dollar goal, like what's that about? And, and not to tell people like, hey, that's not the right thing you should be going for. But I think a lot of people, they haven't really quantified what growth actually is and what it means. And like, you know, if, if it's a million dollars, okay, so what's that going to afford you? What does that life or lifestyle look like? What, sure. what kind of business are you going to be running when you have that million dollars? Because I think a lot of times we set our eye on the prize, but we don't actually think about like the feelings that are associated with what it is we want. Um, and I, I also think people sometimes just pursue growth in their business. If we want to use that again as an example, we just pursue it for growth's sake. We don't actually look at, you know, to what end? Why am I doing this? Um, sure. You know, if I want to be big, how big do I want to be? So... 
oftentimes it's really getting to the root of what's underneath that. It's like, you know, I had a woman today who is confused as far as um, really how she wants to define herself as a, as a business. She's, she's been kind of going down this path and helping people with one problem and then she's working with people on some other thing and she's having trouble committing to one idea. So for me, it's not so much about helping her figure out what it is she wants to do, but it's saying, why is there this resistance to picking one path? Like what's coming up for you? Why are you constantly needing to reinvent things? And why is it once you've made a decision that two weeks later you decide something else? So I think by really looking at like our underlying motives and drives that can help us better understand where it is we're going and to make sure we're headed in the right direction. I gotcha. I gotcha. So uh, for people that are like flip-flopping and stuff like that, um, cause I, w- I was definitely there at one point. What, mm-hmm. What do you tell them? How do you help them through that process? Yeah, I think the first thing is getting clear in terms of what it is we want our lives to look like and really, you know, what is it we value? So I'll use a personal example. I was a jewelry designer before I was a coach. And although I love jewelry and I was creative and I like design, I got to a point in my business where I realized that the business itself wasn't very much aligned with the type of life that I wanted. And for me, that was thrown into really stark contrast when I moved from Vancouver to Munich, because what I realized is I wanted to build a business for myself where I was flexible in terms of where I could live, where I was very connected to people, you know, sort of on a a deeper level and ongoing basis, um, instead of just having it be more transactional. It was like really similar to what you do with your podcast, like getting to the root of things with people. Um, And so I realized those were drives and needs that my business was not meeting. So I think it's really important that people define those types of things, not just, you know, okay, what is it, do I want to do? What one makes sense from a practical standpoint? That's certainly important. Um, But I think we need to first define like how, you know, how do we want to be spending our time? What do we want our lives to look like and so forth? So I think that can, that just in itself can help people narrow down possibilities because, you know, if you were to say to me, um, well, I'm trying to decide if I should, uh, you know, consult clients on marketing or if I should open up a record store. If I learn from talking to you or you dig in and you figure out that you want to be able to travel all the time, having a physical brick and mortar store might make zero sense for the type of life that you want to live for yourself. And it sounds like perhaps an obvious thing to state, but a lot of people don't think those things through. They just kind of get, you know, this excitement or passion about an idea without actually looking how it fits at the big picture. So I think that's one piece, certainly looking at, you know, what, what do I want my life to look like? And then how does my potential um, professional or business path fit with that? Sure. Um, I think a big part of it is going to be experimentation and getting curious and saying like, okay, what is a way for me to try this idea on for size without fully committing myself with it to it to, to kind of see what it's like. So again, for the example with the record shop, maybe you're going to go work in a record shop part time to see what it actually involves. Maybe sure. you're going to go talk to a couple of people who own record shops to see like what kind of challenges do they face and what do they work with. Um, maybe you're going to take on a couple of clients like pro bono or for trade or like um, on like a, a trial basis just to see if you like or have an aptitude for doing that kind of work. So I definitely think, although you know, get, as I always say, you know, get clarity and then take action. I also believe that we get clarity through action. Sure. I would agree with that. Uh, I tell, you know, everybody I talk to who's like, oh, you know, you're so lucky you started, <clears throat> you started a business. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm like, well, yes, but I also kind of knew what I wanted. And what I, what I knew before I even started the business was what kind of lifestyle I wanted to live. Um, yeah. And a lot of people I'm realizing don't look at those things. And mm-hmm. I don't, whatever the reason is behind them, them saying, you know, um, you know, I don't know what kind of lifestyle I want to live. I don't know what, what I want to do. Yeah. Well, that's fine, but you should know how you want to live and then figure yeah. out what fits into that. Because if you want to live, you know, I, I, you know, I met somebody who wanted to be a uh, travel photographer, right? She's like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be a travel photographer. I go, well, do you really understand what that entails? Mm-hmm. And not that I'm like a coach by any stretch of the imagination, but I just have a yeah. pretty good realistic view on the world. Um, and... They're like, well, yeah, I get to travel all over the world. I'm like, well, you're going to spend most of your year away from, you know, your family and friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that traveling and, you know, on different conditions and you got to be able to work wherever and all that kind of stuff. And you have to build that, you know, design 
and they're like oh my you know it was funny it was like an eye-opening moment when they're like oh my god i didn't realize like it was going to be all that it just sounded glamorous yeah yeah and i I do think a lot of people they like with anything in life we kind of get obsessed with the idea of something without actually figuring out what that entails or without um intentionally building that because i do think okay so maybe that's what a travel photographer typically does maybe she in, in this case can build a business that operates or looks a little bit differently, but it's going to be about being very clear as far as what it is she wants for herself and defining those kind of like parameters in terms of how she wants to work or the types of assignments or the country she wants to be in or the size of project or whatever it may be. So. Sure. Yeah. There's, you know, it's a lot of factors into it. And, um, you know, the other thing too, is I tell people, you know, do what you love to do and, um, you know, well, and then they always ask me the question, do you love what you do? And I'm like, well, yes, I do love what I do, but I also know that what I'm doing is building into that lifestyle design, right? I don't have a mm-hmm. boss anymore. I can do whatever I want. I have monthly recurring payments every single month. Um, and it gives me the flexibility to just say, hey, in the middle of the day, I want to go home for a couple hours and just relax. I could do that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, lifestyle design, in my opinion, is probably the most important thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, it sounds like that's been a big factor in you figuring out your own path. And I mean, I mean, for you, like, was there a process of experimentation in terms of yeah, figuring so, out, you know, uh, a podcast or whatever? I don't know how many of my followers know this, so this will be pretty interesting. But I've, I've already had uh, probably like three or four businesses that never actually took off. Like, they were all cash businesses. You know, uh, I started, I was going to do a, um, we're going to start, we're going to start a, catering company right and we were gonna we we made pies for the holidays years probably going back eight or nine years ago and you know that money was going to be to fund the catering company and rent a kitchen all that kind of stuff and and ultimately fell through and you know that's where i learned how to uh the cost of things and Mm -hmm. where i learned um you know how to get the word out and all that kind of stuff and 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 grow this thing. And, and then I realized, you know, we didn't price anything correctly. We bought everything at retail pricing where yeah. there was zero profit in it. And, you know, we ended up making money and learning something. And then we realized like, Hey, you know, we had a partner of ours who's still a best friend of mine. And, uh, you know, he didn't do anything and he wanted a third <laughs> of everything. And it was like, yeah. you know, it was so funny because it's like, okay, well not everybody's going to be as committed as you're going to be. So how many people do you want to have working for you? Or, you know, how many people do you want to have involved? Um, and then it was, it was that it was, um, I can't even remember it, but it, I was always like, you know, let's go make money. Let's go make money. Yeah. And then, then I ended up here and, you know, this has been a, a year and over a year and a half now, uh, yeah. and growing and it's been a hell of a journey. Yeah. Well, I, I love everything that you just shared because it's, it's really, I, I'm sure you probably feel somewhat that, you know, where you are now, it's been a bit of a full circle moment. That's been the culmination of these other things that you've done. And, I think it's so important. So many people, they want to get it right that first time. And I think we need to recognize, yeah, we need to recognize, we need to be okay with just going out there and like, you know, quote unquote, screwing up or having failures because those things actually (laughs) inform us in terms of like how we're going to be able to help other people or what it is we ultimately want to do. And, And even when I say ultimately want to do, there is no ultimate end. Like what I'm doing now, I recognize it may just be that stepping stone to that next thing. And, and that's just how our lives are, you know, if we're continually growing and evolving. So. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely weird. You know, it took me a long time to realize uh, I was very obsessed with lifestyle design though. That was my biggest thing when, you know, people are like, well, why did you go into marketing? I'm like, well, I already knew it. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then also it builds the lifestyle that I want. Ultimately, okay. if you're happy in your lifestyle, at least this mm-hmm. is my, my opinion. If you're happy in your lifestyle, you'll be happy with whatever you're doing, right? If you only have yeah. to work four hours a day, but you're in sales and you're killing it otherwise, you know, who wouldn't want that mm-hmm, life, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was my take on it, but it took me a while to realize, and, you know, who knows if this is the end, I don't want to say the end goal, but, you know, I'm sure that, you know, in, over the course of my life, I'll have another five or 10 businesses that I'll either go through or something like that. Yeah. Well, and even within this business, I mean, I know the podcast has evolved and changed. And now, of course, we're doing this today over Zoom, but that's not something that you've done just, you know, a few short months ago. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's always going to be a process of like changing course, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. What do you like? What sticks? What doesn't? Yeah, it's 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 definitely hard to figure out. So 
for for people that are going through this transition when they sit down and say, yeah. "Hey, uh, you know, I want to work with you." What you know, bring me through the discovery. You know, are there exercises that you have and yeah. all that kind of stuff? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's really unique. Uh, in terms of the individual, I think at first it's really determining where is it that we're headed. So what is it that somebody's stuck with? Is it a, you know, is it broadly speaking? Like, are they looking to make a big pivot or change? Are they looking to do, you know, essentially a business or life redesign? Um, are they just needing to kind of bring things back into alignment a little bit? So maybe they realize that they grew so quickly that they weren't actually very, being very intentional about that. Um, other times it's, you know, surrounding a particular decision, like somebody's looking to grow a team or maybe uh, they're looking to make a big overseas move and they want to figure out how they can bring their business with them. So it's going to be unique um, on an individual basis. That being said, a, a lot of it, you know, in addition to me, obviously asking the questions and trying to kind of assess the situation in the context of our time together, I often will give people exercises to do outside of that, um, usually kind of like journaling or written exercises, specific questions to look at, um, you know, maybe I propose or we decide that there's a conversation they want to have with somebody that's going to help inform what it is they think they might want to do next. So um, it's, it's, it's certainly not um, a linear path. It depends, but a lot of the work is in that going out, having that curiosity, kind of doing that exploratory work, um, doing the inner work, but then also getting out into the real world and just doing stuff and trying things on group size. Sure. Have you realized working remotely or working over like Skype and stuff like that or yeah. Zoom has had a positive or negative influence and why? Positive or negative influence on what? Because like you're not in person, yeah. right? I'm a firm believer. I love in-person yeah. meetings, um, especially when, when coaching, uh, even though it's funny, right? Because I, I say coaching and now I'm building an online course where people won't actually ever get to see me. Um, but I, I'm curious for my own sake, yeah. has doing Zoom calls changed mm -hmm. your your way of communicating with people? Do you think it's as effective, less effective, yeah. more effective because you can work with more people and they still get the same benefit out of it? Yeah. I would say for me, it's been a really positive experience. That said, I, I'm very strict about the fact that people need to be on video with me. So we do, sure. you know, it's not just rarely it'll happen, you know, where somebody does like an initial kind of discovery call where they can't be on video, but it's, it's I have the strong preference that for me to be able to see them and see their body language and for us to be able to connect that way is, is hugely beneficial that we can do that over video. Although I do recognize it's not the same as doing something in person. Um, that said, I sometimes feel like the video or being on Zoom in, in this case, it provides a little bit of a boundary such that people sometimes feel more comfortable opening up. So like it's not the same as being anonymous like it is if you're on like a comment forum or being you know hiding sure. behind somebody's like online handle um but sometimes it provides that little bit of safety for people i think um and then i you know i believe i think it's going to be different for everybody but one of the the pieces of feedback i get from virtually everybody that i work with is that they feel very at ease quickly they had you know they sense a warmth and i have a way of being able to connect and relate to people that i think despite the fact we're not in the same physical location, I am able to bring that down. So, um, and, and, and coupled with that, you know, most people when they come to work with me, they feel like they've gotten to know me a little bit over my social media channels or my email or whatever. And I myself am a very open person. I always try and engage with people authentically and honestly, which is why I'm here with you. Sure. So I think that makes a big difference too. When you as a, um, you know, I, I don't want to call myself a public persona, but let's just say as a business owner are willing to like have that kind of vulnerability to be able to open up, to share your own stories, um, to be able to put yourself out there consistently. I think we've all had the experience of having that feeling of like, wow, this is somebody I know, this is a friend, even if they don't even know we exist. <laughs> of course. Um, and, that, and that certainly helps then with the coaching relationship. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, how is your 100 days of clarity calls coming, by the way? How many it's, days are you up to? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's a good question. I think I'm on day. Um, oh, gosh. I think I'm on about day 30 something. Is that possible already? Um, I, I lose track. So so for those who are saying, what's the 100 days of clarity? Um, I told Harrison when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, I am doing... I had this um, this idea that I'm not sure exactly where it came from, like many good ideas, that I wanted to coach 100 people in 100 days over the course of 100 different coaching sessions. So I have been offering complimentary, 20-minute, you know, short and sweet clarity coaching sessions. And um, I'll be wrapping up in, I think, early February. So things are going well. I've, I've coached, um, trying to do the math. I think I'm getting, I'm at about a quarter of the way mark. Sure. So actually I'm probably about 25 days in 
and uh, I'm about halfway booked out for those sessions. So I'm, I'm really? halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> I know that we have. I know that I think I think I signed up for one. A when no, we're I don't. Doing one today. Oh, wait, oh, it's today. Yeah. Oh yeah! Look at that. <laughs> oh my god. After this. Yeah. Yeah. I should have done it before this. That would have been great. Yeah, it would have been helpful. That would have been helpful. <laughs> I uh, thought of that after. That's okay. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I think I'm doing one. I don't remember. You can have like a footnote at the end of this conversation and be like, P.S. This is how it went. I, I will give people a little wrap up uh, in the audio version. So I don't really edit the video so much just because this okay. is a little easier. But normally when I record the studio, it's, you know, uh, uh, I try to do 4K and 4K just takes up this tremendous amount of data. Um, mm. So now with this, with this, I may or may not edit it. But with the audio, I can edit it quite quickly. It's it's pretty simple. So I'll put that in the beginning of the end of it so people can by the time they've heard this, at least in the audio version, they'll already know, hey, this is what happened. Okay, great. Okay. Ooh, no pressure. I mean, no pressure. It, it, 20 minutes, obviously not a huge amount of time, but it, it really is aimed to give people that little bit of a taste of what is possible when they get clearer as far as where it is they're headed or how they want to approach a certain situation. So sure. um, yeah, it's been positive. I've had some, had some nice nice aha moments from people and uh, good conversations. It's been really interesting for me as well to kind of look at what are some of these commonalities that are coming up sure. over the course of people who, you know, conversations with people who may on paper look very different, but actually have a lot of the same struggles, a lot of the same confusions, a lot of the same. A lot of people don't realize that everybody else is going through the exact same stuff oh, yeah. 90% of the time. Yeah. You know, 100%. and. Uh, you know, it's funny when people are like, you know, oh, I had, you had it so easy. You start, you know, how to start a business. I'm like, not, it's not, it's not that hard. It's, it's just, it's really not that hard. You just have to want to go do it. You have to be yeah. willing to not get a paycheck for a while. Yeah. And you, you know, and other than that, it's really not rocket science. You know, learning business is, is challenging. I'll, I'll definitely say that. There's a lot of things that even like, even now I'm like, you could do that. That's like legal. And people are like, yeah, of course it's legal. You know, I, I don't know. I never, I don't, you know. I won't ask. Actually, I will ask. So what are these questionable legal, illegal things? So, uh, <laughs> so, so here's a great example, right? So I don't have any employees on paper. So theoretically, um, I'm supposed to, or in New York, you're, you're mandated to do sexual harassment training um, by, the, by the state. But because I don't have any employees on paper, uh, meaning I have one guy working part-time who's starting full-time next year, I don't actually have to complete that training this year. In New York State, though, it does say every business owner needs to complete that training. Mm -hmm. But because I don't have employees and stuff like that, I kind of get a pass. It's weird. Okay. That is, that's a random example. It is. I thought you, I thought you were going to tell me about, you know, extracting people's personal data, you know, from uh, no, I don't, I don't do servers. <laughs> I don't do anything like that. I leave that all up to I'm politics. Like, that's very the politics, yeah, yeah. the politicians are good enough at, at ruining everything in this country. I don't need to help them. Uh, yeah. I'm Canadian. So no comment on all that. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, guess where I stand. <laughs> I am sure I could, but, uh, so it's it's funny, right? So there's there's just like simple little things where it's like, you know, uh, I met with my accountant and he's like, oh, he's like, make sure you donate your clothing at the end of the year. I'm like, oh, I always drop them off at like the bins in the parking lot, you know, for whatever it is, like a local charity. And he's like, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. I'm like, a, what do you a, mean? Get a charitable tax receipt, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, well, how much can I donate? He goes, don't go crazy. He goes, but if you donate a lot of clothes, make sure you get a lot of money. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And he's, I'm like, that's legal? He's like, of course it's legal. You're donating clothes. You yeah. know, said anything else. You, you know, there's, there's so many things I've learned in business that normal people wouldn't ever ask or anything like that. But it's mm -hmm. like, oh, if I, could, if I could donate a couple hundred dollars worth of clothing, that might help it, you know, help me for next year or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. And then it's, you yeah. know. You know, if you buy a building or something like that, having a flow through company and how that works and shaving off money, I'm like, I don't understand most of this stuff, but whatever. That's why I pay a lot of people to do a lot of these things. You're going to have to do a whole other episode on all of these business hacks that you've learned. I don't want to give it away. That's what people, that gives me the advantage. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's, it really is. It's like, it's crazy like what you can do, what you can't do, how business works, how like I don't 
I, th- I tell a lot of people the hardest thing with business is understanding money because it's easy to make money. It's very hard to keep money. And then it's also what, what is, what you could write off, what you can't write off, what, uh, you know, I just found out that if you take a trip anywhere in the world, you're allowed to write off one trip with your significant other as a board meeting or something like that. Hmm. It's like, it's crazy. You know, you could write that whole trip off as a business expense, as opposed to you taking, you know, money out of the company for it. Interesting. Yeah. So just like you pick up these like little things all and then, you know, how to get tax breaks and all of these different things that I'm still I'm still trying to figure out because, you know, uh, on Long Island, it's outrageously expensive and people are yeah. like, oh, you're entitled to all these tax breaks. I'm like, I barely make enough money to pay taxes as it is. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, well, you can get grants and this, that and the other thing. And it's just more stuff I have to look into that, yeah. you know, the government's willing to give me free money. And then there is quite a bit of that around, surprisingly. I mean, and but, but nobody tells you. But yeah, you might be able to, for example, like with, if you wanted to hire a coach for your own business, you might be able to, I don't know what it's like where you're from, but like in Canada, they have government grants that will cover up to two thirds of training for, um, yeah, all sorts of different programs. Yeah, it's it's just, it's crazy. Like what, what qualifies, what doesn't qualify. Um, and then, you know, I'm drawing a blank on like some of the other things, like legalities of things, but it's just, you know, when you hang out with lawyers and, and these people and accountants and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's creative, creative ways. And then there's business financing and like how to get business, you know, how to get money in business so you can continue operating. And, you know, it's, it's just wild. It's wild to like see everything. Yeah, business, I, I always say, like, it's, I mean, it's an education, having your own business is an education like nothing else. And like, I'm not talking about going out and then getting a business degree, but like the things that you learn about yourself, the things you learn about other people, the things you learn about how this world works when you have a business is, it's like nothing else. The one thing I will say, though, is you lose a lot of sympathy for a lot of people. <laughs> okay, elaborate. <laughs> um, you just, I, I see other like people that starting a business and I do air quotes, because they don't take it seriously. And then they... Yeah. You know, I don't expect anyone to work harder than I I do. Like last night, like I said, I was here till one o'clock in the morning or something like that, and then I was up at seven thirty or eight o'clock in the morning for my phone waking me up from work. But there's so many people that I see that are like, oh, you know what, my business isn't growing. You know, I'm struggling. This, that, and the other thing. I'm like, well, what are you what are you doing today to make tomorrow better? Yeah. And then they're not doing anything, like yeah. zero. They yeah. they you know, and then they just expect business to grow, and then they get all angry and bent out of shape when things aren't going their way yeah. but they haven't done anything to to grow it or any or you know yeah. have a positive impact right like if you're struggling with your website or you're making sales online start writing blogs right that's an yeah. easy way to gain traffic there's so many of these things that people don't realize are all out there for the yeah. taking but nobody wants to work hard enough to go get it or creatively yeah. enough you know hiring yeah. a writer things like that Yeah, I think that applies to a lot of areas of life, though, you know, it's like, it's easy for us to sit and complain or wish things were different, but in terms of actually taking the actions, you know, it's like, oh, I'd like to meet someone special. And, you know, certainly there are people out there who are, you know, going on dates and doing all that. But then you also will say, well, when was the last time you went on a date? It's like, well, it's been 12 months. Okay, well, you know they might just pop up at the supermarket, but probably not. (laughs) We need to, we need to do the work in our lives. We need to be committed to doing the things um that will that will hopefully help then generate what it is that we're after yeah uh you know that's 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 just like the one thing that drives me nuts i hate when people complain about things and then they don't take any action to make it any better at all Mm. Uh, at at least my biggest pet peeve you know it's it's just people i guess think that they're entitled to something or they're going to get something out of doing nothing or you know um the funniest thing is when i work with somebody and you probably have dealt with this too, but like I work with somebody and they're like, yeah, I built this website and I'm not making any sales. Mm. I've made one. It's a beautiful website. I'm like, well, have yeah. you done any research on how to get Google to find it? Yeah. You yeah. know, th- yeah. things yeah. like the, that. The build it and they will come attitude, which we know is not, is not true. <laughs> you, it, I mean, it is, but you have to build a really goddamn big house. Yeah. You can't just, you know, you can't put a hut in the middle of the nowhere and expect people yeah. to come, you yeah. know? You put a giant man and you light it on fire and people are going to come all over the place. Mm. Burning, that's a Burning Man reference. I was going to say good Burning Man reference. Thank you for that. You know, uh, <laughs> I so, got it. Okay, good. Uh, I didn't know if you knew what Burning Man was because not everybody do. does. Oh, okay, I good. do. I've never been, but no, I, I mean, if you're on social media, you've probably seen people post about Burning Man. Or if you're from Vancouver, because there are a lot of people from Vancouver who go down to Burning Man. Really? 
Oh, yeah, it's, on, sure. it's on my list. I've heard it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I've heard it's quite quite spectacular. So, um, I guess to to break into the next round, I guess share with me like the craziest success story you've ever had, um, and how you ended up getting there. Because I'm curious to see like where you started out to realize that you know you wanted to help people build clarity to mm. the greatest success story. Oh gosh, I think it's really hard to pin it down on like the greatest success story. Um, only because it's like helping somebody who has no clue what it is they want to be doing, who they want to be serving, you know, how, what kind of business they want to run, and then seeing them create that, it's it's like re- rewarding beyond epic proportions. You know, having somebody like I had a, a client who came to me with like all these kind of vague ideas in terms of what she wanted, and then actually seeing her. Actually, this is a cool example because it's like it was a good chance for her to try something on for size and prototype things. She she had an idea for running a um, like entrepreneur camp for kids. Um, but sorry, not a camp. What she wanted to do is like it would be more like a you know have like an actual physical space that kids would go to that they would learn about different skills for entrepreneurship and marketing and sales and you name it. And um, it was going to be quite an investment for her to create this you know like I guess brick and mortar kind of after school program care, et cetera. And, and, and what we came up together was for her to, to start this summer camp to like, she actually was for spring break coming up this, this past year. And so you know, very quickly, she was able to put together a program. They had the kids create these lemonade stands where um, like the whole week is geared towards them having this sale and they had to market the lemonade stand. They had to pick a charity that it was for. And, and so she ended up doing a series of these camps and now she's looking at putting together like the formalized like proper full business, but something like that is so exciting because you're seeing something that does not in effect exist become something that is real and tangible. Sure. Um, You know, clients like one of my clients, she um, is a retail store owner and she's had a store for a number of years and her lease is coming up, I believe at the end of this, uh, 2020. Um, You know, and although she's had success and growth in her business, she has been so burdened with constantly being the one to like work in her business and not just work on her business that she has, you know, considered, do I just let the lease come up and go and close this business that I've worked so hard to build over the last five years? Um, you know, but really figuring out the key reason for her wanting to do this is because she hasn't had the proper full-time help in her business and there's been resistance to getting this help and it's been challenging to find the right people. Um, and, it was so cool to connect with her after the times that we coached together to hear that she just took four weeks off to go overseas for a buying trip and then to go to Bali for like two weeks. And she's leaving this physical store in Vancouver under amazing care because she's found someone who can support her. And it, it's, it's both tangible in the fact that like it's given her like a very real amazing experience in her life and she has an actual employee, but it's also been cool to see that shift for her that like she doesn't have to do it all herself. So, sure. yeah, I mean, lots of examples like that, but it's, it's, it's That's powerful so cool. stuff. Yeah. Do you, um, do you see a reoccurring theme with people that you work with? I think, you know, there's probably a few things, but one is I think so many of us, we try and think our way through our problems. And although I believe that, you know, cultivating self-knowledge, and as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, understanding what it is we want for ourselves in our life and our lifestyle, we also need to get out there and take action and be willing to experiment. And I think a lot of people are really held in place by fear and the what if, and you know, what if I don't succeed? What if this doesn't work out? What if I don't know how to run a business, whatever it may be, that they don't actually end up taking action. So um, you know, I, I would say a commonality is like people's resistance to just like being a little bit more playful and easeful about it, that these, it doesn't need to feel so heavy and there's no one right answer or option. Um, that's certainly something that I've been seeing come up a lot, specifically doing these hundred day sessions, because, you know, you're getting like back to back impressions from people. Um, you know, certainly like balance is a big thing for people. So a lot of people feel like their businesses are like totally out of kilter with the rest of their lives. I mean, even you and I having the conversation about like, you know, having the phone come on first thing in the morning and it's like the last thing you do at night. And and by all means, businesses, you know, it does require a lot of work and investment, specifically when you've started something new. Um, But, you know, people kind of questioning, like, how can I actually, they feel like they've gotten away from building this business that really allows and supports them to live the kind of life they want to being, um, you know, at the mercy of this, this kind of monster they've created. Sure. Yeah. Look, it's definitely a challenging. It's it's 
a challenge, but also I think that there are certain boundaries at least that I've realized I have to allow and not allow. Right. I used to live on my email every single day. I would spend hours on my email, just hammer, you know, even between last night going to bed and waking up this morning, I have what 33 new emails in my inbox. Right. I would spend all day and then people answer right away. This, that, the other thing. And it was getting overwhelming to just sit there and, and, spend my entire day in my mm-hmm. inbox and then I'm not even getting any actual work done. I'm just fielding stuff. And mm-hmm. I realized that a lot of it is just not important at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because of that, uh, you know, I'll check my emails two, three times a day now and I'll just run through, you know, typically first thing in the morning, I'll just answer whatever came in overnight and then I'll just bang out work and, you know, I'll just see who it's from. Is it important? Is there something that I need to address right away? No? Okay, great. I'm getting back to work and I'll answer them later. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, take email and insert anything else in our business. And I I, I think, yeah, we often get preoccupied with things that aren't actually that important, but which we have led ourselves to believe are, you know, it's like even, you know, social media, a huge time suck for people. And yes, I think it can be beneficial for building a business. And yes, I think for maybe not all, but many business owners, it's important to spend some time on there. But um, it's easy to feel like if we're not on there 24 seven, that we're not doing a good job. And, and, and that's just not the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, that, it re- that's really the truth, you know, and, um, you know, I tell everybody if it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to be, you have to, you have to take massive risk. The other thing that I realized too, is a lot of people don't understand how to leverage software to make their lives a million times easier. Yeah. Um, you know, and like great example. So I'm working with a dog groomer, right? Her entire business is on like three by five flashcards, literally everything, every name of the owner, dog, phone number, all that kind of stuff. And we're finally getting her into like a digital system. And it's like slowly just pioneering the future of her entire company. Right. And it's like, it can change everything for a business. Everything. You know, she called me up. She's like, hey, uh, it was like a weekend. She's like, hey, I have his dog here. I need to know what I charged them last time, whatever. I'm like, just go in the system. It's probably there already. Like, we we, we put it in because we're doing some data entry for her. And sure enough, it was there. And she's like, oh, my God, like, you're, you're a blessing. And I'm like, just if you did this, like, months and months ago, yeah, it would have already been done. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, I mean, I talk about, you know, having intention in terms of what we want our lives to look like, but there's also the having that intention in terms of how are we setting up our businesses and are they actually like serving us and our clients and what it is we want to be doing. And yeah, sometimes, you know, that work at the beginning can be a lot of effort and energy and time, but over the long run, if we have those kinds of systems in place, it can make such a huge difference. There's so much less busy work being done. You know, we can be more effective. We can, like I say, work on our businesses as opposed to working in our businesses and all the minutia. So building a business is about figuring out the processes that work for you. Mm-hmm. And then once you figure that out, it's just rinse, wash and repeat. Yeah. Or wash, rinse and repeat. Whatever you do with your hair, you know about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I, I've shared this a couple of times, I think, but I, I, I do a lot of video stuff for everything. And one time I, I looked, so I, I record over there and I'll set my camera up on the desk and I'll stand and I'll, and I'll talk. And I looked down at my phone to go get, to go refer to my notes. And then I look back up and I'm continuing talking. Then I go in a post and I go start editing it. And I look down and I'm like, where did it all go? It's all gone. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, I'm, and that was like my eye-opening moment. Like people like, you're balding. I'm like, no, I'm not. Cause I can only see this much when I'm in the mirror, you know, yeah, even like, yeah. a, and, and you I was like, that bird's eye view. <laughs> oh my God. And then I looked at it from the top and I'm like, wow, it's really all gone. Okay. That's great. Yeah. But I will tell you this, it makes showering extremely fast. I'm sure it does. <laughs> and that, and I never have to worry about shampoo cause I could use body wash or face wash on my hair and I just call it a day. Perfect. I don't know. It, it suits there me. are some bright sides of being bald. I'm sure there are. Uh, and I don't have to do my makeup. So I'm like already halfway. I'm way ahead of everybody else. Time efficiency, right? Lifestyle design. The yeah, last time I, 100%. This is the last time I spend getting ready, the better. Part of your move here. And I get to wear a t-shirt to work. So, you know, that's the other Woo-hoo. part. Um, so how did you get into clarity coaching? This is not something I feel like that people would, you know, after college say hey yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go be a clarity coach and that's what i'm gonna do 
funny enough, nothing I did since college uh, is something that I think anybody would have said they did. I, I was in sales for a very long time and I always joke, you know, sales is a fantastic profession and yet I don't think anybody says, when I grow up, I'm going to be a salesperson. They should because you make they, a shitload of money. But they should because it's a fantastic career. And, you know, it's um, in addition to the potential to make a shitload of money, as you mentioned, I, I think uh, being in sales is a great training ground for having your own business. I would argue <clears throat> commission sales is probably the closest thing you're going to get to being your own boss. Um, yeah. So and, and then I and then I was a jewelry designer and you know maybe maybe um, some people say they're going to be a jewelry designer. But so how did I get into clarity coaching? It, it's interesting because um, my most recent business was a jewelry designer. So I, I designed my own collection of jewelry. I sold it both on a wholesale basis as well as online. And I had been doing that for a number of years. And the move to Germany, as I mentioned earlier, really, I guess, gave me the opportunity to have some realizations that this business was no longer um, really going the direction that I saw the rest of my life going. So of course, once I made that very difficult decision that I would close the business, the question came up, what the heck am I going to do now? <laughs> and, um, it's a good question to ask. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's challenging. Anytime we make a pivot or a change, I think it is liable to make us really question what we're good at, what we like, what value we can bring. Um, and, and so I asked all of those questions. It was like, what am I good at anyways? And what is it I can do? I knew I didn't want to go back into a career in sales. I knew I still wanted to work for myself. Um, there were, there, there was a lot of things I didn't know, but there were a few things I did know. So I focused on that. You know, I said, I want to work with other business owners. I want to work in a service-based capacity. I don't want to be selling physical products. Um, I want to be flexible. I want to be location independent. And I looked at all the things I had done and what I was good at. You know, I looked at, okay, I've got like a background in psychology when I was in university and I've run my own business and I've been consultative in terms of like selling and working, um, you know, selling to and working with small business owners. And so I started, you know, I started asking people like, hey, you know, if you were to hire me for something, like where do you see my skill set being? What am I good at? And so, so I sort of started that process. I looked at some of the things that I enjoyed and liked and wanted to incorporate into my business. I knew I wanted to do more writing. I knew it was creative, but I didn't necessarily want to be in a creative profession. And in conversations, in some of this kind of experimentation that I was doing in terms of like trying different things on for size, I had this aha moment, this light bulb moment that I think all of us, but specifically business owners, we arrive at a certain point in our path where we are just muddled, confused. We aren't clear on what it is we want. And that may be in terms of a big picture, or it may be in terms of a specific decision, you know, like how do I grow my business? Do I take an opportunity to partner with this, um, you know, collaboration partner, whatever it may be. And, and, and it, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I just thought, oh my gosh, clarity coaching. That's what I can help people with because I have a great ability to ask people questions. I have experience having run my own business. I have this background in psychology. I think I'm really good at getting to the heart of the matter and looking at sort of the undertones of what people are saying. And then, and then the second piece off the back of that, once I realized that a lot of people are missing clarity as I thought, you know, then you also see a lot of people who know what it is they want. And I'm sure Harrison, you have this happen where you, people, I want to start my own business. You know, I'd love to move overseas or, you know, it'd be really cool to do X, Y, Z, but I just don't know how. I don't know how to start. I don't know how to begin. How did you figure it all out? So it was this moment of like, okay, people need to get clarity and then they need to take action. And I believe that I have the, the, the school skill set and experience to help people with both. So clarity coaching is something I crafted through this, this realization and, and looking at all the things I've done and all my aptitudes. And um, yeah, I, I built my business. I designed it. <laughs> That's yeah. It goes, you know, I, I relate everything or most things back to uh, lifestyle design because you just, you need to be, you need the lifestyle that you want. If you're not willing to do that, you'll never actually be happy. It could be the, mm. it could be your favorite job, but if your lifestyle doesn't fit your favorite job ever, yeah, you're never going to get the success that you really, really want. Mm -hmm. And I see that time and time again with, uh, with friends, you know, especially, you know, they're starting it up and they're like, you know, Oh, I'm going to work a million hours a week. I'm like, well, are you capable of working a million hours a week? Yeah. You know, have you ever done that before? Is that something that, you know, you're used to? And, and then yeah. it's, 
you know, oh, you know, I could do that. You know, I'll, I always relate it back to my podcast, right? Everybody's like, oh, you know, um, I'm going to start a podcast. But go for it. And they're like, you don't care that I'm going to start? No, I'm like, go for it. You know, I go, look, I'm not going to be a negative Nancy here, but chances are pretty good you're going to stop. Yeah. I was like, it's just a matter. It's just a matter of the fact you're going to get bored. You're going to get tired. You're not going to want to put the effort into it. You're mm-hmm. going to stop. And I go, it's fine because I'm going to keep plowing ahead. Yeah. And there's plenty, of, there's plenty of space for all of us. You know, yeah. just tell me if that's, you know, and they're like, well, can you help me? I'm like, of course I'll help you. I'll tell you everything you want to know. What do you want to know? And yeah. then they go out and actually do it and then realize it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is. And then, yeah. you know, I can't tell you how many people I've seen start a podcast and then stop a podcast. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, people, again, it's like this kind of, you know, the obsession with the idea of something as opposed to actually do you enjoy doing that? And, and that's not to say that every aspect of your business that you need to have this like undying passion and love for, but you, you should enjoy talking with people. You should enjoy the idea of putting this content out into the world. Yeah. You should enjoy I mean, a far majority of it. Yeah. I mean, and if you say, well, no, I'm just doing a podcast because that's what should be done in business. And it's a smart thing to do, but I I hate the thought of every, you know, I hate the thought of finding people to interview on there. I don't want to be talking to them. I don't want to be editing. And you might say, well, that sounds crazy, but that's how, that's how people approach a lot of things in life because they just look at like that end goal of like, yeah, the million dollars or the recognition or, but they don't actually think about whether they really have the interest or the skill or whatever it may be to do the thing. Yeah. It's, it's so true, you know, and, and um, no matter what you do, I think you, nobody's ever going to love 100% of what they do. I've never met anyone that's like, I love every aspect of everything that mm, I do every yeah. day. Especially doing taxes. Yes, yes. All taxes are terrible. <laughs> I hate, uh, it's funny, I hate billing. Billing is like yeah. my least favorite thing to do on the planet. Um, yeah. I feel weird about taking other people's money, right? It's not a job, say, right? It's probably because you have some blocks around money. You and I got to talk about that. Um, you know, <laughs> You know, and it's, and then I also have this, you know, I had a realization the other day where it's like, you know, one of my clients is like, how do I get more out of you? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, he's like, what else can I get for my money? And I'm like, when you pay for your Verizon bill, do you ask them what else you can get for the same price? Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe that's how I need to approach everybody where it's like, what you're getting exactly what you pay for. If you want more, you pay for more. I don't, you know, I'll yeah. provide you more. You just got to be willing to yeah. pay for it. Yeah, good for you. So um, that was pretty cool, too, to have that, like, (laughs) realization. But a lot of it is, like, you know, I just – billing isn't – I just – billing sucks. I've started to, like, auto auto bill and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of things that, like, leveraging software, right, will make your life a million times easier. I hated sending invoices. I mean, uh, not invoices. I hated sending proposals. They were just a nightmare to make. And Yeah. And then I got a proposal building software and then now everything goes through that. And then, you know, yeah. it was like keeping track of customers and who's paying me. And then I got a CRM and, you know, it's like every hurdle, there's another, there's always a solution. Somebody out there has already thought of some basic way for you to, to solve your problems. Is yeah. it the best way? No, but is it going to be easier than what you're doing? More yeah. than likely, yes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, look at podcasting. They have Anchor now, uh, you know, and that's, I don't, I've never used it, but from what it sounds like, it seems pretty legit as far as the easiest way to make podcasts. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard of it. I, I didn't, I have no idea what Anchor does, but now I'm going to Google it after this conversation. <laughs> uh, it is, it's just like a, uh, the easiest way to make podcasts. I'm just looking up really quick. Um, but as far as I know, it's uh, literally uh, free hosting and distribution, no storage limits, no trial period, no catch automatically distributing uh to everywhere people listen you know it just seems like an all-in-one platform yeah to use i don't know but it's cool it's like you know if you want to do it they just they keep making it easier and easier and easier and easier Mm -hmm. for you no i i I always tell people i mean to start a business in today's day and age like we have never been luckier you have a wealth of information at your fingertips on how to do virtually everything and anything. The internet has leveled the playing field in such a big way. We all have the capacity to get in front of huge audiences for essentially for free. I mean, nothing's free, free, but um, yeah, I, 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 you know, you can go back 20 years. It's like when you had to you know, call your clients or whatever. It's, like, it's uh, yeah, it's really changed a lot. YouTube university. I tell everybody, I go, if you can't learn on YouTube, Chances are probably chances are pretty good somebody's not doing it yet. Or 
if nobody's doing it and you know a bunch of people that are interested in, you could start a YouTube channel and start to make money. Yeah. Yeah. Smart advice. Thanks. I try to, I try to do my best to share, share whatever brilliance <laughs> I have with people. I've, I've got tax tips from you today. I've gotten some good business advice. So I look, I don't look, don't hold me accountable to anything. <laughs> I don't know what the rules and regulations if are in CRA Germany. If the comes after me, I'll just, you know, or the, 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 the serious CR, CRA is the, the Canadian, uh, what, what do you call it in, what do you call it in the States? The IRA. The IRA. So yeah, that's, that's our, uh, Oh, sorry. Not the IRS, the IRA, IRA is the Irish like Republican a, army or yeah, something, something like that. different, a little bit different. Yeah. Actually. Uh, um, yeah. CRA is a Canada revenue agency. Um, Anyways, okay. don't worry. I'm not really going to take your tax tips. I was just joking. I right, look, I just, <laughs> I go for it. I just don't know if they're applicable. Um, so, uh, when you take people through this process and stuff like that, you know, what does your follow-up look like? How often are they working with you and stuff yeah. like that? Is it, yeah. is it ongoing? Are they there? Do they check in? Like, what does that look like for people? Ideally forever. Um, <laughs> so, you know, for the most part, like kind of the, the, the two primary ways in which I work with people are going to be like, I, I don't do one-off sessions, you know, with the exception of this hundred days. So um, in my experience, people need to meet with me at least a couple times to really be able to like, not just, um, you know, uncover some clarity, have some realizations, but then to figure out how they're going to action it and to have some time to like go away and put some of the things we discussed into action, do some of the exercises and so forth. So, um, you know, most people are working with me for at least for a month. Um, I would say that's going to be people who are doing a little bit more of like a tune up or a realignment in terms of like business and life, or maybe they have a very, um, specific challenge, like a decision that they're trying to make, or um, they've got a problem area of their business they're trying to, to get some insights on. Um, for the most part, people are working with me for like three plus months. So again, if you're trying to figure out, okay, what new direction can I take my business or you know, realizing that whatever you've created over the last five years is no longer serving you, that's going to take a little bit more time. And so we usually meet on a bi-weekly basis, you know, every other week. Um, I also am available to my clients in the interim period. So, you know, over like WhatsApp, messenger, email, if they've got questions or if they want to run something by me. Um, and then of course I can also additionally, um, surprise, provide them with support and resources in the form of like other, um, you know, coaches, service providers and so forth that I work with, depending where in their business they need to go. Cause I, I, I only have the capability of being able to build and do and help people with so many things it's for me it's more helping them like get that big picture understanding of where it is we're going and then being able to pull in the people to help to make it happen so sure sure um and then when you know i guess what's the longest somebody's worked with you i'm, I'm very curious you know they just have normal check back check-ins like going to the doctors to make sure everything's going smoothly or yeah i definitely have some clients who like still check in with me i mean i've been doing the coaching for coming up on a year now and i have people that i still periodically talk to but i haven't been in this business long enough to say that i've got somebody i've worked with for decades so check, check guess... back with me in 2030. <laughs> <laughs> now do you have a coach that's the real question i do yeah yeah i do so i have um there's two coaches in vancouver uh that i work with um I've actually, I've been working with them both for a couple of years and, and they actually were quite instrumental in me deciding to uh, start coaching people myself because my experience working with coaches through this process of, you know, figuring out if the jewelry was still the right thing, trying to figure out how to make that business work better for me, ultimately deciding to close it and then making this pivot. Um, it was highly, I would say, influenced by this experience and, and the time that I spent with both of these, these two coaches. So um, yeah, I have my own coaches. I'm always investing in like, um, you know, mentors and courses. And, um, I really, I, I always say coaches need coaching too. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Who, uh, what kind of courses do you normally take? Do, do what kind of coaches do I hire myself? No, no. What, uh, what kind of courses, courses, what kind of courses? Oh, for example, um, recently I took a program, uh, with a woman named Meryl Kriegsman. Um, and it's like, um, more about high ticket selling or like kind of like high end positioning. So really how to position yourself in your service industry or as a coach um, in terms of being like the premium offer and working with people being like very specialized in terms of what you do. So not just being a general life coach, but being a clarity coach who helps small business owners with XYZ problems or whatever it may be. So um, I did a program with her. Um, I mean, sometimes it's like one off 
um, you know, like workshops that I would do. Um, I also teach workshops as well on different courses on different topics. So um, yeah, I'm constantly like consuming and and sharing information. I did a course actually um, a book I highly recommend to people. It's called Designing Your Life, um, and it's actually based on a course at Stanford University of the same name. Um, written by a gentleman named, um, there's Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, they're professors at Stanford, and, and they use design thinking principles and they apply them to people's own life and this life design concept you think about, you know, um, applying things like ideation and prototyping and um, collaboration, working with people to help build your way forward, design your way forward. Bill Burnett um, just, and Dave Evans? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so, so um, I took their one day intensive course in San Francisco when I was back in... Um, well, when I was back in Canada, I flew down to San Francisco for a couple of days with my husband um, in August. So that was a recent uh, course I took that was super interesting. Very cool. Well, I'm going to read it when I don't know yet, but I'm going to read it. Yeah, it's a good book. I like it. Got some nice exercises and ideas in there. Um, I have like 50 something books in my list of books that I have to read. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> and it's weird. I used to never read books. And now that I own a business and stuff like that, it's literally all I do is just read non-stop yeah Uh, reading and podcasts i don't even have time for podcasts anymore it's so sad just Just, your own i don't even listen to my own podcast it's it's so weird i'll listen to my own podcast every once in a while and not like a specific show that i did it's more of like to make sure the quality's still there and like make sure I didn't mess up anything with the audio recording and stuff like that. And then typically yeah. I'll listen to like the important parts of like the beginning, the end to close out the questions when I'm like editing the podcast, just to make sure that there's nothing like wrong or if I need to adjust mm-hmm. something or something like that. But for the most part, it's just to make sure that I'm still producing, uh, you know, a quality product cause it is still yeah. a product, you know, quality product and, and, um, making sure that there's no, um, there's no, deviation in with the quality that I hold true because like when we met I was like you know I want you there in person because when I can control everything it's much easier to make sure the audio is good and this that and the other thing and then everybody has the same microphone so everybody sounds super clear and all that kind of stuff so um, you know even this is like giving up more control than I'd like and it's and it's the the in the experimental phase of you know is the zoom call good? Is it the quality that I want? Am I only going to do five or 10 of them and we're going to call it a day and then I'm going to go back to traditional, you know, but it is cool being able to connect with people all over the world. And, um, when I, when I blasted that thing out on spot, I guess, um, I have to do some traveling next year because there's podcast guests all that are like not terribly far away, but I could, I can get to them all next year and I'm going to go, you know, to Tennessee and Florida and Texas and all these places to go do podcasts with these people take it on the road well i appreciate you talking to me way over here in germany on zoom (laughs) hopefully the quality is still up to your standard (laughs) i'm sure it will be i'm not terribly worried Uh, do you have any questions for me or anything like that as we're coming to wrap this thing up yeah no i think i'm good it was it was a pleasure speaking with you and um i you know yeah the spot a guest um email, I guess. Mark has a website as well, but shout out to Mark Shaw um, for connecting us. And like Have I said, you ever spoken I, to him, by the way? Not in person. Um, I mean, we've corresponded on LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't know anybody that's spoken to him, but everybody Mark's, Mark's is not a real him. person. He's like, um, he's just, <laughs> yeah, he's like an internet meme. He's just, he's yeah, like, just yeah. created internet thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just some guy's picture. And yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it, it's, I find social media just fantastic because I have met such a range of interesting people who I would not otherwise likely cross paths with because the chance of you and I, you know, seeing one another, passing one another, meeting up, you know, at a pub or I mean, maybe on your travels. Um, but it, it's just been, it's been so interesting and eye-opening for me to like forge new friendships and relationships through LinkedIn, crazy. And Instagram. It's crazy. It. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to be speaking to you in like 45 minutes. Yeah, you are. To get my clarity coaching. <laughs> Woohoo. I hope you're feeling like you need some clarity. Uh, look, I probably need it more than I think I need it. So yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll think, yeah. I'll know more in 40 minutes or so and after it's done. Cool. So, Kelty, thanks. Oh, how do people find you? Tell people how they can find you and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, uh, should I spell out my name or will that be in the notes? Uh, both. 
better both. spell it out. Okay, yeah. so my name is Kelty McGuire, and you can find me as Kelty McGuire everywhere, including my website, which is keltymaguire.com. Um, it's it's in the in the final stages of being built, the site that I've been working on for so long. Um, so my name is K-E-L-T-I-E McGuire, M-A-G-U-I-R-E. Throwback to the 90s, if you saw the film Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise, spelled the same way as that. No, you're too young. You probably don't even know. What I don't watch movies either, though. So you don't watch movies. Well, this is this is before the like Oprah jumping on the couch episode with Tom Cruise and Scientology and all that stuff. This is when Tom Cruise was like the hot actor thing, you know. Um. Anyways, I have nothing to do with that movie, but as a reference point, it's it's that McGuire. So keltymcguire.com, where you can find Kelty McGuire on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, I all like the places. It. Yeah. All the places. I like it. All right. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Anytime. I'll talk to you in a little bit. guys thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the brutally honest podcast i'm your host harrison Marin. i just i genuinely appreciate you coming hanging out listening learning with me um i it's it's really cool i'm beyond blessed to have the show i i hate to say blessed because i'm the farthest thing from a religious but like literally without you guys without like just this it's it's just it's just the craziest thing right like the stars have aligned they've they've helped me uh, made a lot of things possible that I probably wouldn't have thought would have been possible otherwise. I would have never thought that I'd be doing this podcast for, what, like three? I think we're going on like three years or something like that. That is an absurd amount of time, right? Like, there's really not many things you do for three years, right? That's a long time. So, super cool. Appreciate the heck out of you guys for always listening to episodes and stuff like that. Like I said, uploads are going to be significantly... Um, more common now. They will be once a week. Uh, I'm really doing my absolute best to stick to that. Uh, it is a job to jungle every to jungle to juggle everything. But other than that, love the heck out of you guys. Really, really do. It means the world to me. If you guys want to see what I'm doing, uh, HarrisonBaron.com, the podcast, brutally honest podcast. Subscribe if you haven't. Tell your friend. Listen with your dog. Drink a beer. All that good stuff. Otherwise, stay safe. Quarantine, please. I, this is going to be the craziest thing. When I listen to this in like four years from now and I'm like, hey, uh, why did I say quarantine? Oh, that's right, because COVID-19 was taking over the world, right? Craziest thing in the world. So stay safe. Stay quarantined. Listen with your dog. I love the heck out of you. If you don't have a dog, you can listen too. But like listen with your dog. Do appreciate it. And you should probably listen with your dog to future episodes also. Like that's – honestly, that's going to be a thing now. Listen, Listen with your dog. There actually has been a dog on the show before, too. Fun fact for you, Mike's a grocer. Anyway, love you guys. Peace out. P what is it? Peace, peace, grease, peace, peace, love, chicken grease, whatever it is. Chicken grease, love you guys. Bye.